All right, Joe Biden won the election. Could you imagine if I was just breaking news to you? Like you didn't know. You were waiting for this podcast to come out. This is your only source of news. If you were like, I don't really watch TV. I don't listen to the radio. I don't read the newspaper. I don't go online, but I do like the podcast. And you just heard me say that. Joe Biden won the election. He's going to be the next president. Then this is a big moment for you. Let me give you a moment. Let me give you a few seconds to process that. It's big news. Now, this podcast isn't even about politics. I mean, sometimes it's unavoidable to talk a little politics here, a little politics there. But this is bigger than just politics. This is bigger than saying it's a government story. Now, this is huge, humongous. Yeah, it's a big enough deal to talk about for a day, maybe a couple of days, maybe a few weeks, maybe a few months, maybe a few years. Maybe what we all just endured is one of the most monumental times to be alive. I don't care what side you're on. That hit you. That hit you. From election night on Tuesday to Saturday morning. Holy shit, how you feeling? How do you deal with that stress? Consumed you. Consumed me. Consumed all of us. I mean, the coverage was captivating. I was on the opposite of a news fast. You know, typically, good advice during these campaigns was just back away, step away, make sure it's not taking over your life. But from Tuesday to Saturday, it took over my life. Every time I was in the car, listening to the radio, scrolling through Twitter, reading all the tweets, reading all the articles from both CNN and Fox News, show me both sides. What's the story? And AP, any credible source? And guess what? I was even reading non-credible sources. I just wanted to see. I knew I shouldn't have. I knew I shouldn't have gone that deep down the rabbit hole, but I was like, and what's this person on this side saying? And now what's this person on the other side saying? This is what they tell you not to do. And I did it all. Watching TV night and day. Waking up, checking my phone, going to sleep, checking my phone. Waiting, waiting, texting with friends. Have you heard anything? Have you heard anything? So that was something. And then Saturday morning comes along, you hear the news, Joe Biden wins this election, takes Pennsylvania, and the volume goes up on the Joe Biden side. You know, the volume was pretty high on both the Trump side and the Joe Biden side. And then the volume goes up a little bit on the Biden side. And then the volume goes down a little bit on the Trump side. I'm not saying Trump is out of the spotlight. I'm just saying the volume went down a little bit. Like that day, you heard Biden's going to speak tonight and then the other report was, and Trump went golfing. And he went, okay, I guess there's nothing to report from the golf course, but I do want to hear what Biden has to say. So at about 5 p.m. on that Saturday, a lot of Americans, not just Biden voters, but Americans who realized, all right, this is our next leader, probably tuned in to hear his 15 minutes. And what he did was impressive. He tried to tell all of the people that did not vote for him, I'm still here for you. And I like how Michael Shea put it on Saturday Night Live. He's still an old white man who goes to church. Don't worry. It's not going to radically change everybody's lives immediately. If you're so pissed, fucking Biden. And if you're buying into every conspiracy theory you've ever read. I like what Michael Shea said. And don't worry. We have term limits. We don't have dictatorships. We do have a democracy. Underneath all of this, like all of this residue of filth it's still democracy i'm still hopeful today i mean i go through moments of wanting to slam my head through a glass window of course we all do but it's still democracy this ugly divide is actually something that can be repaired i firmly believe that 
looking at each other as aliens. Oh, there's a Trump sign on that lawn. <gasps> right next to a house that has a Biden-Harris sign on the lawn. That actually happened in my neighborhood. No joke. There was one house on my block that had a Trump sign. And at first it's alarming because around here, around these parts, that's not the norm. But then one day later, it was gone. And then the next day, it was damaged but back. I was like, what's the story with this Trump sign? It became like a little soap opera on our street. All right, so that house wants Trump to win the election. Okay, and then the sign is missing. So someone stole it. Somebody probably from the Biden side said, not in this town. And then it was returned but damaged and put back in the lawn. And then after the election, it's gone again. And my wife said, I don't want to stoop to that level. I mean, it wasn't us, but she was just saying, you know, even if we're not voting for Trump, you don't want to stoop to that level. You don't want to turn this into lawn sign damage, lawn sign vandals. You do have to accept a certain level of, all right, this is what the country looks like on the surface. It looks like we have this line in the sand and we don't intermix. We don't intermingle. It's just a witch hunt to find out who's on the other side. And if they're on the other side, we demonize them. Oh, demonize the enemy. They don't live like us. They don't think like us. We don't want them. Well, guess what? I do. I want to be surrounded with people that don't think like me. I want to teach kids to listen. I know this sounds uplifting, but I genuinely mean this. And I know this can be done. I know it can be done. You know why? Because we've already done it. I've had jobs working with a bunch of Republicans. I'm not one, but I was fine with them. I've had neighbors who are Republicans. Didn't hate them harmoniously was able to live amongst them. We're always going to be surrounded with the other. What do you want to do? Snap your fingers and just create a world where everybody thinks like you? What was the great Groucho Marx quote? Would never want to belong to any club that would have me as a member. I love that. Where's the self-deprecation? Where's that right now? Where are the people who go, eh, what the fuck do I know? I would never want to belong to a club that would accept me as a member. That is the funniest shit ever. I think Woody Allen said that in Annie Hall. And I get it. I get it. Do I ever look in the mirror and say, what you believe, what you think is right? No. We have to teach people to accept we don't know everything and teach people what empathy actually means. The ability to put yourself in somebody else's shoes. I mean, is that impossible or what these days? Some of these protests that were popping up around the polling locations featured people on the Trump side, people on the Biden side, all kind of coming together in person. What looked like for the first time. Like in person, and they all had their iPhones filming each other. Yeah, I didn't see any weapons. I didn't see any fists. Just Trump supporters and Biden supporters coming closer in person. And when I say in person, I mean not on a message board, not on Twitter, not on Facebook. But there are about a thousand people who showed up in Arizona or Philadelphia. And the footage of all of them with their phones out just taking photos or videos of one another. It looks so weird, didn't it? Like, are you the anonymous person on the message board that writes mean things to me? I'm going to film you. And are you the anonymous person on the message boards that says mean things about me? I'm going to film you. And who's going to watch this? Are they all just waiting and waiting for violence and chaos? And then they're saying, I'm going to capture this. And then I'm going to show my lawyer and you're going to go to jail. And nothing really happened the way I saw it. We were expecting much more ugliness. And maybe it's still to come. I don't mean to be naive. Actually, I am naive. I want to admit that right now. I'm so naive. When I do hear about some of the views toward abortion, immigration, gun control. Yes, I'm naive. I am naive that certain people can bring their thoughts to a certain level. But at least I know I'm naive. And now I can work on that. Now I can educate myself and say, okay, people have these views. Okay, I'm learning. Okay, I'm almost 40, but still learning. Okay. So for four years, what was it? 
What did we just endure? What did we just experience? That was a reality TV show. And Trump understood reality TV. Trump was a reality TV genius. He turned the whole country into an amazing reality TV show. I don't want to say a great one, but when you see that many people invested on both sides, couldn't stop scrolling through the stories, couldn't stop scrolling through the tweets, couldn't stop watching the videos on YouTube, and every day there was something new to shock you. Every day there was something new to shock you. And he knew the character he was playing in this reality TV show. He knew that this country went from watching sitcoms to reality shows. He knew this country watches the Kardashians or the Real Housewives or the Hills or Real World on MTV. He knew. All right, people like to see this. So I'm going to give it to him every day. He wanted headlines. He wanted likes for his tweets. He wanted ratings. He cared about how many people were in attendance at his rallies. And then he made you tune in for the next episode. Next time on the USA. That was the country. A reality show. He knew. He orchestrated this. You think Trump believed everything he said for the last four years? Do you honestly believe that? No. He exposed us. I mean, now some healing has to happen, but he exposed us. We got into it like a soap opera. Hey, you take a step back. Actually, take about 10 to 20 to 30 steps back. Republicans don't have to hate Democrats. Democrats don't have to hate Republicans. We don't have to do name calling. We could just disagree. I don't see it that way. And that's what we'll have to teach. You're allowed to disagree. And you're allowed to make mistakes. And you're allowed to go, oh, I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that. But this whole know-it-all bullshit, going back and forth on message boards, no mas. I think people misinterpreted what happened the last four years as politics and government. I mean, there was some of that. There were some people that were very upset or happy with laws and policy, but a lot of it was personality driven. Either some people felt like he was shining a light on them and allowing them out of their hole to say, yeah, that's how I think. That's how I live. Yeah. I don't like those suits in DC. This guy represents an alternative. And then some people are going to remember his personality as just being the devil. I mean, some people are so fucking pissed every time they see him or they hear him. It creates a visceral response of anger. He knew that. I don't think he's dumb. I just want to say that. I think he understood how much he was hated. And he wanted to feed that side. Here's more of that. And I think he also knew how much he was loved. And he fed that side all that. I think he fed him that. So what he was feeding to both sides was totally disingenuous. It was just the mastermind creator of a reality TV show that did have high ratings. That did capture the viewers. That had us all talking every day. You know what we want right now? I think I speak for a lot of people. We want to be bored for a moment. Give me a month of boredom. I can't handle this shit. I can't handle this shit. My heart, my hair is going to be totally gray. I'm going to be wrinkled. And people say, what happened? And I'll say, you know something? That election, the campaigns, the debates, I, I aged like an old catcher's mitt. You know what has to happen? Actual empathy. You know those stories where a staunch Republican then has a gay son, you know, a staunch Republican that doesn't believe in same-sex marriage and then has a gay son or a gay daughter. You've heard those stories and then it says, oh, okay, huh, I guess I'll change my view on that because now I believe in same-sex marriage. Or you've heard stories of somebody that's an ultra-liberal Democrat, starts off with nothing and then makes some money, becomes pretty wealthy, and then thinks, should I start voting for Republicans? Is it fiscally responsible to take care of myself? Get some of those tax cuts? get taxed less on certain programs that help all of society that we've labeled socialism. So you've seen both sides. You've seen Republicans open their eyes to some of the issues on the left side. And you've seen lefties open their eyes 
based on certain things that are happening in their worlds to things on the right side. We've seen that. We just need more of that. We need more of that. If I'm sitting here just clicking on left side Democrat websites all day and I've never even entertained the idea of what's going on with the right side, then I'm the problem. And on the flip side, if you're a Republican and you just go into all those right side websites and following the righties on Twitter and Facebook knows the algorithm to keep feeding us all that shit that we keep eating up because they get the clicks, they get the clicks and they get the likes and they get the ads and they get the revenue and big corporations are just running the show. We're such puppets. We're a bunch of sheep in this country. But as emotional as I got, as intense as the feelings got, I think it was Friday night, still not knowing who's going to be president. My wife and I put on this show on Netflix called Somebody Feed Phil. It's okay. It's just your typical Netflix show of some guy who goes city to city, country to country, just eating and eating and eating. We like that stuff. Holy shit, do we like that stuff. But he went to the South. Phil, this Jewish guy, goes to the South, and he's at this diner in Mississippi, and he meets up with a bunch of guys in their 80s, these old men who come from different walks of life. And he sits down at their table and they've already labeled their table, the table of knowledge. We know it all. And they were kind of poking fun at this whole thing of, we have all the information we need to create our opinions. And these old men were hilarious, but they were Democrats, they were Republicans, conservatives, liberals, moderates. And Phil just sits down with them. And you know what? They all got along and they all had fun. And I needed to see that because I forgot. Oh, I forgot. After four years of this toxic division, I actually forgot that we're not enemies. We're not. And I heard a little of that in Biden's speech last night. And I thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me the transcript of that speech. Tattoo that transcript on my chest. That'd be a lot of ink. But at no point during Biden's speech on Saturday night did I feel like this was a democratic liberal speech. I just didn't. I felt like, all right, this guy seems to care for all. And now if you're listening and you're on the right side and you're saying, ah, you're naive. Maybe I am. I already said, sure, I'm naive. I'm not boasting about it. Just realizing it. But the coverage? Oh, these networks. They got Super Bowl ratings, I bet, for four straight days. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You know they loved the pandemic. CNN, CBS, NBC, Fox, ABC. They loved the pandemic. Mail-in voting, absentee voting to drag out the most exciting election, perhaps of all time, to four days to have people tuning in for those interactive maps. Those interactive maps, and I couldn't get enough of it. Even knowing... I wouldn't learn the winner. I would just keep watching. We all learned the counties throughout Georgia, Pennsylvania, Arizona, didn't we? We all know about Allegheny and Maricopa and Fulton. Just couldn't get enough of it. Here's basically the gist. Here's basically the gist. Here, let me go to Spotify. I'll get some news music. Just one big suspenseful teaser for four days. Just one big suspenseful teaser. No matter who you are, what network, you got to have serious guy at the desk, serious woman at the desk, Guy getting sweaty, taking his coat off at the Telestrator, at the interactive map. And then reporters on site, reporters in the field at the location with constant updates, in masks, with a lot of weird shit going on behind them. That's the recipe for ratings, and it worked. Have that sweaty guy at the map, two serious anchors at the desk, and then reporters in about three or four key cities, key counties, and then Super Bowl ratings. Super Bowl ratings here. Let me find this. If I could get this on Spotify, just TV news music. Let's see. No matter what channel you were watching, you probably heard a lot of this. Let's see. Right now, if you're just tuning in, the state of Ohio could be flipping. Nope. Okay, I'm just getting word that maybe less of a flip. Okay, and look, it's still early. 
How many times did they tell us it was still early? Starting on Tuesday night, how many times did they tell me it was still early? And we do have some votes coming in right now in Arizona. You want to focus on Maricopa County, but it's still very, very early. And I was just watching and watching. Couldn't get enough. We go to a reporter in the field in Maricopa County. What's it looking like out there? Well, you have people who are waiting and they're hoping and they do care. Thanks, Linda. Some hard-hitting stuff out of Maricopa. Let's go out to Georgia in Fulton County. Hank's standing by. Hank, how's it looking? Well, it's still very early, but I want to remind you that it's very early. Okay, and at this point, it looks to be a little early to go to me. It's still Tuesday night, so the fact that you're going to me in the field, hoping for information, it's uh, still early. Back to you in the studio. Thank you. Okay, now let's go out to Allegheny County for breaking news. you got to love the breaking news on Tuesday and Wednesday. There really wasn't much because it was so fluid. Everything was changing. Everything was changing, but we're going to Allegheny County in Pennsylvania. Denise, what can you tell us at this point? Well, it's still early. Yes, back to you. Okay, still early. But as you swing through Michigan right now, back to the interactive map, and we're just going to watch his hand go through Michigan. We're all going to watch that hand of the guy at the Telestrator just going through Michigan, giving us some numbers and percentages. Now, we have about 64% of the people have voted there. And you know a lot of these mail-in ballots are going to be Democrats. So just wait on that. It's still very, very early. Taking a look at Virginia. Virginia is probably going to go to Biden, but right now it's early and Trump is in the lead right there. And that is the state of Virginia. Oh, what's that? I'm hearing in my ear. We do have some votes for Biden coming in, but it's early. So no celebrations yet. We probably won't know tomorrow or the next day, but you can't stop watching this. What's that? I'm getting word. I'm getting word. Lester Holt wants to say something. Lester, yes, at the news desk. Well, I uh, understand it's early. Is it still early, would you say? Yes, it's early. At this point, it's early. Let me find some other TV news music. Let's see. Here we go. If you're just tuning in right now this hour, the state of Michigan could be one of the significant areas to watch. Welcome back. I'm Josh Rosenberg. Tonight, we got word that it's still very early, but we do want to take a closer look at what's going on in Michigan. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I see. Okay, let's go out to Tom Tucker. Tom? Hey, I'm in Detroit right now wearing a mask with people behind me that are very upset and angry. A lot of Trump flags, some Biden flags too, and I'd like to really remind you all to buckle up because this one's uh, this one's not going to be decided tonight. You sure we have to go to me in the field so often? Yes, yes, it's in your contract. We're going to have to go. What the hell? Really, what the hell? What the hell now? Does everyone take down the lawn signs? Do you take down the lawn signs immediately? There's some celebrations going on throughout the world. There's some depressed people, some miserable people. I get it. Is it just going to become normal soon, though? Like, I remember the night Trump was elected. I remember vividly. Kind of a shock to the system. And then once you digest it and stomach it, you go, okay, this is four years. I can't stay on the edge of my seat. So, oddly, it became livable. Did it ever feel normal? I don't know. But it became livable. I was still able to live. What do they say? Don't let people rent space in your brain. How hard is that? I love all the sayings. Well, don't let anybody occupy space in your brain. Really? How about all the words that they make sound negative, but we all are? Moody? Don't we all have moods? But when you say you're moody, it's an insult. Judgmental? But don't we all judge things? We're humans. Critical. You're critical. 
Oh, really? You're not? You just go to a restaurant and eat the food and you don't evaluate it? You just watch any movie and you don't evaluate it? You go, that was a movie. That was food. No, we're all critics. We're all critical. We're all making judgments throughout the day. Do I like something? Do I dislike something? Do I like this person? Do I hate this person's fucking guts? So, yeah, we're judgmental. And then moody? Why is moody an insult? Have you ever met a person that wasn't moody? Moody. I'm in a good mood right now. Now I'm in a neutral mood. I'm in a sleepy mood. I'm in a bored mood. I'm in an angry mood. I'm in a sad mood. We're all moody, judgmental, critical fucks. And we need to accept that. It's how we're wired. What's the goal to not be moody, judgmental, or critical? Then what am I? Just vegetable lasagna. Then what am I? Just a bucket of slime. Then what am I? Without our judgments. Without our criticisms. Without our moods. So if we compartmentalize all that and say, okay, we're wired that way, but can we listen? Can we still listen a little bit? Have you seen these lawn signs? I don't know if it's just in my area, but there are lawn signs that are intended to be real positives, but they end up making me feel humiliated for the human race. And this is me. Clearly, this is me projecting my perspective. I get that. This is me projecting all of my judgments. But I know some of you have seen these lawn signs, so I'm just going to read them. But before I read them, what if you saw a lawn sign in front of my house and it said, whales live in the ocean basketballs are round fire is hot ice cream is sweet and nighttime gets dark if you saw that on a lawn sign you'd be like what is wrong with that family duh no shit it's all obvious right you go why would he even need to put that lawn sign out gets dark at night ice cream is sweet basketballs are round thanks pal thanks for that message So when I drive around the neighborhood and I see this one, I'll just read it right now. It's for people that say, we believe black lives matter. No human is illegal. Love is love. Women's rights are human rights. Science is real. Water is life. Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. Or we believe black lives matter. Love is love. Feminism is for everyone. No human being is illegal. Science is real. Be kind to all. Why do we need these signs? We would not need these signs if these were universally agreed upon facts. You wouldn't see these signs if these were universally agreed upon facts. For black lives to matter. Oh, that would mean some people deny that. Okay, so of course, there's racists, but that's why I say I'm humiliated to live amongst other homo sapiens who have brains that don't believe black lives matter. Love is love. That probably applies to hetero, homo, any kind of relationship. You can't deny that, of course. Love is an emotion that we can't judge. If you can't put yourself in somebody else's shoes and don't understand how they're wired for a man to love a man, for a woman to love a woman, maybe it's religious-based views, I don't know, but love is love, okay, that's on a sign. Feminism is for everyone. Basically, we're saying, do women deserve equality? Same exact rights? Uh, Of course, I'll never understand gender inequality. Science is real. We're still putting this on science. Science is real for the science deniers out there. Science deniers exist. You know, science, it's just proof. Literally, you can't disagree. It's just evidence. And science will always be the first to say something is disproven as well. It's not just proving everything. It's also disproving things with evidence. And then be kind to all on these signs because we're not. That's why these signs are in the lawns because we're not because not everybody is these things. Not everybody is wired this way. So it's not obvious. To me, it is. That's why it's embarrassing. I mean, I get it. I respect the fact that some homes want to announce this. Science is real. This house believes science is real. It's 2020. It's not the 1500s. 
If you had these lawn signs back in the days of the scientific revolution, back in the days of Copernicus, Galileo, and people put some signs in their lawns, science is real. Maybe it's a little edgy at the time, but it's 2020. We're still saying science is real. We're still doing that. It's 2020. We still have to have a movement that Black Lives Matter. How gross. Let's unify. Come on. Love is love. Come on. All right. Done. Done for now, right? I think we should all just detach. I'm actually going to try. Now that the election is done, all the campaigns are done. We got it in our rearview mirror. I know we're still in the midst of a pandemic, but I'm truly going to attempt, let's say, eh, for one week to do a real news fast. I know I could say it like that's my intent. It's like when it comes to eating, I'm going to eat well for a full week and then somebody shoves a pizza in my face. and I go, eh, it's just a slice, but really a news fast to not go on Twitter. How good would that feel? Avoid Facebook, Fox News, CNN. Avoid ABC, NBC, CBS. Avoid it all. Just focus on plants, sports, cooking, my students. Oh, could you imagine if I did a full week like that? If I ate well, did a news fast, and just focused on the things that make me happy. Oh my God, I'm almost crying because I know I can't. But I'm crying because, no, I'm not crying. I think a lot of people have been crying though. My heart goes out to you. Yet, as we wrap up this bad boy, episode 115, which was very political. If you think it was too political, no one wants to hear your political thoughts. Don't we say that a lot? Even some people go, I'm not into politics. Yeah, you are. It means the policies. It means people making decisions. I hate to have that debate that everybody is into it, but everybody's kind of into it. You don't even have to admit it or understand that you're into it, but it's how people make decisions, laws, policies, things that govern our lives. Everybody's into this shit. I think this election made you admit it. Even people that were like, I've never watched the coverage. I've never really cared about elections or voting. Yeah, you came around, didn't you? This brought out a lot of people, slowly. Actually, they're still counting votes. We don't even know how many people decided to come on out. Come on out and vote. Come on out and vote. You know, the only bullet point I wrote down was before any of this. I just wrote down headgear on sleepovers. Could you imagine if that's all I talked about? Headgear? You remember that kid on a sleepover? Right before bed, he had to strap into that Velcro mess, hook into that metal delight, that apparatus. All right, good night, guys. Good night. It's a little dark. Is there a nightlight? Because it's a little scary in here. Yeah, it's just headgear. Yeah, my dentist says I got to wear it every night for about 17 years, but I'm good. Yeah, it's called headgear. Yeah, they don't have a better name for it. Is this, is this called headgear? I hook it into my back. How did headgear work? I never had headgear. You just hook it into some hooks around your teeth, bottom rack, top rack, and then you Velcro in the back, and then it went over it went over the top of the head too. Oh, headgear. Kids aren't doing headgear anymore, right? I actually do have a dentist appointment on December 1st. I haven't done that once since the pandemic because you can't really wear a mask during your dentist appointment, but I understand it's safe, right? You can go to the dentist again, right? Right? Can we? Will I get dentist shamed? You did what? You got a cleaning? Bro, there's no vaccine. You're basically spreading it. But yeah, I'm going to the dentist and I hope that they do assign me one year of headgear. I do. I hope they see something in my gums or maybe my lower molars and they go, okay, Mr. Rosenberg, are you sitting down? I go, yeah, I'm right here. I'm in the chair. Why'd you ask me that? Okay, are, are you sitting down? Yeah, you're looking at me. I'm sitting down. Okay, um, well, this is not easy to tell you. And uh, I don't want you to be alarmed, but you need headgear. Oh, I need headgear? 
in 2020? Headgear is real. That should be my lawn sign. Headgear is real. Your jacked up grill? We're going to strap you into a Velcro helmet with a lot of metal wires, and you're going to look like a real dork on those sleepovers. But you know what? You were committed. You didn't just stuff the headgear back in the bag that mom packed for you. You strapped in. That's like sweet dreams, everybody. Sweet dreams. That's episode 115. It's in the books. I'll talk to you soon.